in the know for Monday, April 4, the 94th day of 2022. There are 271 days left in the year. Good morning, MB. Guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 Moose. Live online at K105.com. Via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud iTunes or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. It's spring break week, and we're down to two teams remaining in college basketball. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The No. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe. London, Budapest, Rome, Rio, Tokyo, and Millwood. He's Sam Gormley. And the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Rob. How you doing? Good. How are you? Well, I'm um, happy that Duke's no longer in the NCAA tournament. I didn't watch a second of it. Not a second? No. I, I think I might have seen a highlight that came through on Twitter, but uh, I didn't watch any of it, no. Wow. Okay. I, I, I don't know. I just I was watching something else, and it was one of those things that I was like, do I really want to stop what I was, because I was enjoying what I was watching, and... Uh, I didn't really want to listen to the Coach K thought fest. And I, I set like a reminder, North Carolina was winning with about three minutes left. And I was like, do I want to watch this? And I was like, I don't want to be the one that turns it on and then Duke comes back and wins. And I blame myself. Okay, well, thank you for not yes. doing that. Today. So I said, so, I'm going to yeah. take one for the team and continue not watching. Uh, you can watch it as many times on an archive basis as you want. Correct. So that was a smart play. So now it turned out the way. And we'll circle back to it in a few more in a few minutes. But uh, the other big event, I would imagine the other big event of the week for you is the arrival of Major League Baseball season, officially. Yeah, but it's I've never been as least, ex, less, ex, what's the word I'm looking for? You've never been unexcited, less excited? Less excited for opening day in a long time. Okay. Well, and it's weird, you know, because the the opening day has been delayed by a better part of a week. So it almost seems anticlimactic because you get ready for you get that one brief overlap where the college basketball season and the uh, the uh, uh, opening day for Major League Baseball kicks off. But uh, not going to get that this year, but uh, they'll almost align. They'll be adjacent to one another weather wise. Uh, for this spring break week, you no, know, we've got a lot of spring sports teams. Some are traveling. Some of our, uh, you know, having their, they're playing different times of the day. They're picking things up a little bit, but they're going to have to dodge some showers. Most days this week have at least a slight chance of precipitation. Uh, rain chance just about daily this week. We'll see showers off and on today. Uh, more plentiful in the evening hours for our regions. We'll see some heavier rain expected tomorrow as a low pressure will move across the Commonwealth. Then uh, cold returns will on um, for late in the week. We'll see 40s and even in the 30s for our lows. Next week's looking like spring break, though, as yeah. far as weather-wise. Next week, of course. Next week is Passion Week, too, and so temperatures look like they will warm up. I can't see beyond uh, Wednesday of next week, but at least the beginning of the next half of next week looks warmer, and maybe that might be a good... Um, uh, I'm done with the cold. Good expectation for what we can hope for on Easter weekend. But today we'll see a 4 in 10 chance of showers, a high of 58 scattered showers, and a 3 in 10 chance of showers tonight, a low of 49. Tomorrow will be a high of 60 and a 7 in 10 rain chance for your Tuesday. And then we'll reevaluate tomorrow. Rain chance is higher tomorrow and again on Wednesday. Uh, I just saw a piece last night, you know, the situation in Ukraine continues and i saw a piece on 60 minutes last night that focused in they did an interview with the world health organization and the who has identified i think it was either 70 or 71 russian missile strikes on the healthcare system in ukraine uh, maternity hospital children's hospitals uh, just varying clinics and scott pelly was pointing out that if you go back to the Geneva Convention of 1863, I think is when the Geneva Convention was. I think it was the year before. I think six, yeah, think of 63, not 64. But if you go back to that convention, 
the number one war crime agreed to in the Geneva Convention was that attacks would not be made on healthcare facilities. Whether it was, you know, it was in the old days where it was tents that were set up adjacent to battlefields where they would, you know, drag their wounded off and they would treat them and get that was that was at the top of the list. That was war crime number one were attacks on uh, attacks on healthcare. And so you cannot deny was I right 1863 I I, 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 I thought you were I saw something 1864 well there's a there yeah oh 1864 and then there was a secondary one in the 40s they kind of followed that up and Mm -hmm. modernized it back during World War One and World War Two yeah so periodically they will have these and then they have tribunals without but my point is is just going back to the origins of when you hear Geneva Convention Top top of the list is the top of the list from war crimes is so and Russia is violating that and uh, there so now you've got at least a greater appetite I think for people around the globe wanting to investigate and prosecute that because um, it uh, is certainly a problem is certainly a problem but that situation con- continues I did read a headline says Kentucky mom travels to Ukraine after war halts adoption. This is a mom who had uh, adopted six adopted children from Ukraine. She's been in the la- in the country for the last month trying to bring home a seventh. Her name is Colleen Thompson. She and her husband David were in the process of adopting a teenager when Russia attacked U- uh, attacked Ukraine, and so that halted the adoption. And she felt compelled to travel there to try and get uh, Mare M A U R E the teen out, even though the State Department had warned Americans about going into the region. So it's a remarkable story of someone you know, taking, um, risking their own safety to go in and try and rescue someone and very seven, benevolent on their part. Seven adoptions. Gee, that's a lot. Yes, yeah, yeah. six Ukrainian children, and this would be a seventh. I don't know if there's a familial connection. I don't, I don't know, know if it's a sibling group or some type of familial group or not. Maybe. It could be, could not be. I don't have that uh, detail. I hope that none of you had flights scheduled over the weekend domestically because uh, the number that I've got here, I saw um, quadruple on CBS this morning. It said this may have been uh, a mid-weekend reports that airlines have canceled more than 3,500 U.S. flights this weekend and delayed thousands more. I think that was the number I saw. There were about 12,000 delayed flights. And a website that tracks flights called FlightAware noted major disruptions at several Florida airports uh, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Tampa, and Orlando, and then up the eastern seaboard, Baltimore, New York, etc. And so why is this? It's because uh, the airline industry having the same problems that all other people are in trying to retain labor, and they're still functioning in a pandemic world, but the demand in a pre- or post-pandemic world has surged ahead where there have been these there have been these periods where they would surge for a couple of days but now we're entering this spring break season where some some people were on spring break last week some people were on this week um but the common weekend there were people trying to get home over this mm-hmm. last week weekend and there were people trying to get away over this last weekend and it was a perfect storm especially with storms and uh some some bad weather in the southeast and so a lot of cancellations yesterday southwest cited what was called a technology issue uh along with weather and airspace congestion so um just you can be reasonably confident when you set out to travel somewhere you can be reasonably confident you're going to get there when they say you're going to get there but i would sometimes bet the farm on it jump in jump in the good old car and and you can control it depending upon where you're going you're Uh absolutely yeah unless you're driving through nashville in that case (laughs) good luck uh, that can (laughs) definitely be a challenge especially on spring break and fall break oh yeah A man arrested on a DUI charge has been nabbed with nearly a dozen grams of methamphetamine upon entering the Grayson County Detention Center. This happened late last week. The LPD observed a driver, a vehicle driving erratically on West White Oak, and they conducted a traffic stop and found 29-year-old Jacob T. Small of Owensboro was likely under the influence of a substance. 
He was given a field sobriety test, arrested during a search of his vehicle. They located some marijuana and drug paraphernalia. But then when he was being booked into the detention center, authorities discovered he had meticulously hidden apparently uh, approximately 11 grams of methamphetamine on his person. Uh, They don't want you to do that, Sam. I don't know if you're... Yeah. Not everyone might know you're not allowed uh-huh. to not allowed to bring your own drugs it's like, where, why into are you the detention the, center. I I don't a, don't ask any more questions. No, no, I, I don't, don't I I don't want to know. I don't want to no. think any more Thank about goodness it. for the body scanners. <laughs> Moving on. Eight people, including a deputy jailer, have been indicted for conspiring to smuggle drugs into the Butler County Jail. Again, apparently they don't uh, like people doing that. According to uh, media reports, police are being tight-lipped regarding details of this ongoing investigation, but reports are that the conspiracy was furthered by chirping, which allows inmates to communicate with the outside world via texting. Not familiar with this chirping. All eight suspects were indicted by a Butler County grand jury for engaging in organized crime, trafficking, and in a controlled substance and promoting contraband. Apparently, this happened between the dates of February 1 and February 12. That's where this is the period where the indictments are coming from. I would highly doubt that they suddenly started this on February 1st mm-hmm. and then they said on February 12th, nah, we're not going to do this anymore. But that's the parameters of the investigation. And the indictments you can see and read more at K105.com if uh, it's information that is pertinent to you. I did see this headline from over the weekend. Um, it doesn't really impact me and and mine, but I do think it involve, it impacts our law enforcement community. Uh, Davis County Sheriff Barry Smith said he is open to the idea of body cameras for his deputies, but the department can't afford it. He said there are grants to help pay for cameras, but not the ongoing maintenance and support. So this is problematic for law enforcement agencies. Uh, In this day and time, I think most of the citizenry thinks that law enforcement officers either do or should have body cams. They should. And many of them them do. I think a lot of law enforcement would agree. I think they I think they do agree and I don't think that it's the law enforcement officers that necessarily have the problem with the body cams. But as people who do have to deal being being us who have to deal with the weight of video and the ability to move video around and the quality of video and the pitfalls associated with such it's one thing to get the cameras. It's one thing to establish the protocols of officers wearing cameras. But there's an entire other aspect of maintenance and processing of data. I mean, if you've got an eight-hour shift for a law enforcement officer and they are recording, let's just say, eight hours of their shift pretty much at all times, that content has to go somewhere. Well, it eventually gets requested in trials, uh, insurance. Uh, I mean, the, so so now somebody media has organizations, to, media organizations. Now, so somebody has to be responsible for finding the data, editing it down, dispatching the data, et cetera. And it's heavy. I mean, it video is heavy, and you would also expect these cameras. Well, I mean, we've got four K cameras out there. We should be shooting in four K. 4K is super heavy, so you have to find this balance between quality versus, you know, the ability to upload it, download it. So it establishes this. This is where the financial burden is, is in the administration of the documentation, not in the actual just the recording's easy. Right. And we know that saying we can record all kinds of stuff on cameras. But then when it comes time to do something with it is when the real work starts. I'd like to know the actual finances. Like you can say what you want, like say that it costs money. Let, let's see some numbers and say, oh, this is how much it costs for mm-hmm. one camera and everything to see. Because in a lot of ways, I still think that it is it is a something that the sheriff's office should do and should put the money towards. I'm going to bet as well. Well, and I don't think people would argue with you on that, but where that where the 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 majority of funding of sheriff's offices come from is through the administration of property taxes. Uh, not that some counties don't contribute in other ways. I would imagine the Davis County Sheriff is in a very interesting position, maybe almost similar to the Warren County Sheriff, where you have this big huge city 
that occupies most of the resources and is has a huge geographical footprint in your community. But then there's just not a whole lot of... So you got all these resources dedicated to Owensboro proper or to Bowling Green proper, and then you've got a small county agency that's got to deal with the rest, and they're stuck in this not big enough and not small enough all at the same time. So mm-hmm. it's uh, but interesting to hear the perspective of someone else when it doesn't impact me or my community. I think I can be a little bit more. I'd be curious on talking to our good sheriff. I, I can be that. a little more objective, I guess, because I have no, you know, no, no passionate feeling for it one way or another uh it's been a good weekend for the carolinas Mm -hmm. if you're a south carolinian you are or a south carolinian fan you are super excited that don staley helped hoist the women's trophy and uh the uh, they defeated what uconn and then they defeated uh, ufl on friday gino oriama that's the first never lost it's 11 and yeah, 0 going in. That's unbelievable. Never lost in the title game. So well, oh, oh sorry, s- that was over here. Oh, I was going to say, sorry, my, our headphones got louder. Okay. My, my papers adjusted. I was going to say, you got like the, major surround sound there for a second. The headphone knob. Uh, sorry. So that was a uh, congratulations to the um, South Carolina, uh, University of South Carolina for their win. And uh, I'll circle back to that in a minute. And then North Carolina did us a favor. North Carolina did everyone who's not a Duke fan a favor. I think I think everyone was pretty much cheering against Duke, mm-hmm. um, unless you were a not Duke, necessarily for North Carolina, fan. more so against Duke. I, I, it definitely was against Duke, but I, I, I will tell you, I I have nothing against North Carolina. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be, I'm just going to be, I'm just going to keep it real this morning. I like Hubert Davis. I like him. Um, I always liked him when he was on ESPN. That's how I knew him as. I I like his I like his humility. Yeah, charisma. He he is charismatic. He is passionate. He is a Christian. He talks about his faith. He he you know he just I he he was deflecting all of the accolades away from him and onto Carolina's team. And I'm like, there's a guy that knows how to do it. And there's a guy following a legend. Mm-hmm. Right, you you follow well, Roy Williams at North Carolina, and because well, it's interesting, because this is the Roy Williams Bowl tonight. Because yes, both coaches yeah, coaching yeah. followed Roy Williams, absolutely. So, um, so anyway, just congratulations to the Carolina Tar Heels fans. It is weird that UK women defeated the national mm-hmm. champion, and UK men defeated the national champion. Can I tell you? By the time I got to last night, I was really tired on Twitter. Uh, every person I follow had to say something about UK beating Kansas and North Carolina and by the total, we get it. Okay, we we understand you all have to get your Twitter in the archive. Like, you got to get your tweet down so that when it comes back later. Yeah, I mean, it's a large number, but it it was just by the time I heard... Yes, I learned that the first tweet I saw. Mm-hmm. I didn't need 49 other people to also tweet the same thing. It just, And then I'm excited about the Masters this week. Um, par 3 is tomorrow, I guess. And then uh, last day of practice will be Wednesday. And then to Tiger or not to Tiger. It is a game-time decision, but he is still in on the starting list for mm-hmm. Thursday. Does he play, Sam? I think so. I think he'll come out there and he'll play. Why, why show up if you're not going to play? Listen, I... Why show up if you're not going to play? I agreed. Um, well, I mean, he wants to be there. He wants to well, be I mean, around it's, the it's, game. It's and... not like he's there to, you know, for, you know, just making an appearance. You know, he's doing smiles, doing some media. It seems like he's Tiger, you know, when he's there. He's there to, he's there to practice. He's there to win and... I just we need to be careful about setting our expectations uh-huh. too high, you know. Uh-huh. I I have a feeling he'll play but won't make the cut. And that'll be okay. Uh-huh. I'm two days worth two days worth of Tiger from where he from where he was to where he would be at that point. You never know remarkable. with Tiger. Though. That's true. You just never know. But I'm gonna keep my expectations dialed a little bit low. But uh, hopefully we'll see him on the starting list come Thursday. Gotta get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way here on In the Know. Whiskey. 
404 day. You ever seen that in your web browser? Yo, yeah. Huh. Yep. 404 day. You saw it a little. T- you saw it a little bit on Friday, didn't you? See it? Uh-huh. Yeah, this, we'll, we'll stress. Celebrating the 404 error or the fi- file not found error because day is, today is 4.04. Mm-hmm. It's 404 day. It is uh, also hug a news person day today. So um, I'll just leave that up to you. Just choose whatever news person. Make sure they want to be hugged first. Probably, yeah. Sam would like you to make sure you ask. Well, I'm not first. a news person. Yes, I know, t- but, t- but t- you're, today a, I'm definitely the, the sports guy. It's a public service <laughs> announcement for about unwanted hugs, period. Yeah. And then today is Carrot Day. Not Carrot Day we were talking about on Friday. Today is actual Carrot Day when the carrot is celebrated through um, carrot parties and other carrot-related festivities. You going to any carrot parties? No, I am not. I don't even really like There's one carrot cake that I like, and I'm trying to remember. Oh, I who I, makes carrot cake, but I don't. There's one carrot cake that I like, but... I like regular that. carrots, like good old... I like carrots. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm, I'm a fan. Cooked of, carrots. Of carrots. Could take them or leave them. Uh, I, I, I don't want cooked carrots by themselves. I'm okay mm-hmm. with cooked carrots in a medley. So like in a stew? Uh, I'll go with carrots. Uh, I'll go with carrots and broccoli, or I'll go with carrots and broccoli and cauliflower. Mm-hmm. Just I don't want just the cooked carrots. Mm-hmm. It needs to be part of now, the, what about part the, sweet, of the, sweet the blend. Sweet carrots. You know, I didn't like know there Thanksgiving? Was, I didn't know there was a difference. Oh, oh, candied carrots like yeah, where they yeah, put yeah, pecans yeah. and stuff. No, nope. uh-huh. mm-hmm. no, nope. you're out. Nope. Just give me carrots. I'll I'll take I'll take the carrots. I don't I don't need I don't need you to sweet them up. I don't mm-hmm. I don't need them to be candied. I don't need them just just carrots will be just fine. I feel like I'm being broad enough by saying cooked or raw. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I feel like my choice should be. Well, see, yeah, I do prefer, I want all that nonsense? On see, me? I prefer raw carrots to cooked carrots, but I prefer cooked broccoli to raw broccoli. All right. Yeah. Okay. I got it. Hey, um, the National Park Service. Do you know any park rangers? Have you ever met park rangers from the National Park Service? Uh, you know, we got Mammoth Cave nearby, and so, I mean, I've I mean, been to Mammoth Cave once, so I guess I yeah. did meet one our tour guide or, been or something. The other but, national parks. So um, one of the more recent, one of the more recent uh, park rangers that I was around was shows you how long it's been. Um, right before the pandemic, I got to tour the White House, and that's run by the national park system. The tours mm-hmm. are run by the NPS. And so they do the they they the rangers are guides, and so they talk to you about the process. And Donald so, Trump didn't give you your tour. He did not. Per, he was he was under the weather that day. Oh. But I think for if you watch um, the park rangers that go to work at Yosemite or some of the other more infamous national park uh, system locations, the the plum assignments, if you will. Those people, and even even the ones that work at Great Smoky Mountain National Park, that they consider it a calling. It is not. It is, when you choose to be a park ranger, mm-hmm. you're you're not doing it for a job. You're doing it because it's a it's a calling and something that you love. And case in point, the oldest active ranger has retired at age 100 in California. The NPS said Betty Reed Soskin who served as a ranger at Rosie the Riveter, World War II Homefront National Historical Park in Richmond for more than a decade and a half, officially retired at the close of her last day on the job on Thursday. She marked her 100th birthday in September. She took a temporary position working with the NPS at age 84 and became a permanent employee in 2011, making her the oldest active national parks ranger in the United States. I hope I can look that good when I'm 100. I mean, she I would have never guessed that she was 100 years old. Nope. So that's uh, that's phenomenal. Wonderful to hear. Now, the opposite of national parks would be theme parks. <laughs> uh, I read a headline this morning that the Beast, the world's longest roller coaster. Wooden roller coaster. World's longest wooden roller mm-hmm. coaster is getting longer. Mm-hmm. Sam, you grew up in an area with Close proximity to it's technically in Mason mm-hmm. that where Kings Island. My older is. brother grew up in Mason. Uh, he did. I always, I always think of, um, you know, I think of Kings Island like, oh, that's in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Well, but it, yeah, but when you get there, it's out, it's out at Mason. Um, have you been on the Beast yes. a lot? I, I mean, I've probably ridden it half a dozen times. How many times have you been to Kings Island? Oh, 
gosh. Um, so not just a half a dozen. Probably doubled it 10 times, maybe. So, okay. So 10 yeah, to 12 times, a, you've I'm written it about hype, half the time? I'm not a huge hype guy. It's not necessarily my, my cup of tea. Uh, I like my two feet on the ground. Would you be... Would you believe I don't think I've been to Kings Island since 1982? With Brady Bunch? With them? Because they were there that time? I think it was 82. Was the big baseball strike in 82? Well, there was 94, so when I'm thinking No, no, of. the big one, though. The, uh-huh. the lockout, the... Well, there was also 2022 strike. So, I'll get a text in a few uh-huh. minutes that's confirming. But So, it was that year that we went up through... Uh, New England, Cooperstown, and came back through. And I think we had considered going yeah, to 81. 81. That's right. 81. I, so I couldn't remember whether I was 10 or 11. Uh-huh. Um, but so I was uh, I was 10 at the time. And we thought maybe about going there. Was, we went to Martha's Vineyard and places like that, things mm-hmm. that the kids weren't all that interested in. But the payoff at the end was if you're good, maybe we'll go to Cedar Point or we'll go to. And so we ended up going to Kings Island. And that's when I got my infamous bat t-shirt okay you know, they had the wings uh-huh. on it the the three-quarter length okay yep baseball now i remember jersey and then you got the, the yeah, wings yeah, yeah, yeah. under there so that's when i got it was that summer and i don't think that i've been to king's island since it's been a while since i've been uh but yeah it's probably been five or six years since i've been so the beast had a length of seven thousand three hundred fifty nine feet mm-hmm. but when it opens in may riders will enjoy two extra feet <laughs> now i feel duped they got you it is longer it it is it's something what at the top of the first hill isn't that it like they had to fix something yeah, like some, it warped wood or something reprofiling mm-hmm. yeah and then smoothed out some of the surfaces but so how long will it take to cover the new track four minutes ten seconds yeah, which is a long time it's a, on a long time on a roller coaster and you got to make sure you ride it at night you do? Uh-huh. You have to decide. That's that's like one of the That's how you become a true Kings Islandian, I guess is is that the proper term? A what? A, a, Kings an, Islandian? An Islandian. Islandian. Yes. Would that, would that be more sure. accurate an Islandian? Uh, but uh, that's how you become a true theme park person is you got to ride the beast at night. I'm just a little surprised that I've not been to Kings Island since then. I don't it's know not why that the, far. No, I know that's kind of the point is 3 it, but, hours you know, three hours, 15 minutes from here. Busy. As an adult, I'm busy doing other things. And but. you can even go on the other side of the interstate and go watch the tennis tournament. Is right there that they have every year. The Western and Southern Open there. Really? Yeah. Venus That's out of Mason? Mm-hmm. Okay. Huh, interesting. Well, I guess I'm just too busy doing... I do think about 10-year-old me running around Kings Island with mm-hmm. my new bat shirt that See, i don't think i rode by the way i don't think i rode the bat i think, I, think now, I got the shirt it's now snoopy themed the like the kids area so it's all peanuts but when i was growing up it was nickelodeon theme so you had all the spongebob themed and all of that really all right yeah paramount interesting uh, i did read just in case you're a cereal aficionado in case you're like jerry seinfeld and love cereal kellogg's frosted flake strawberry milkshake and cinnamon french toast flavors are coming in may so that's your cup of tea. Here are the new flavors. Kellogg's Frosted Flakes Strawberry Milkshake, Frosted Flakes Cinnamon French Toast, and Frosted Flakes Chocolate. The French well, Toast one doesn't I'll, sound too bad. I'll be on your shelves. I'm sure I will never find out. Yeah, I don't I don't know that I really want to try Strawberry if I, Milkshake. If I have cereal, it's Cheerios. Sam, what is the most famous college basketball shot in the NCAA tournament. What I think <laughs> or Yes, what I'm asking most, you what you think is the, what mean, you think should be the most famous. Chris Jenkins Villanova to win the national championship, although some people would say later. We I mean, we Chris Jenkins it won the national championship. Would it be fair to say though that the Leitner shot is more famous because it happened 30 years ago, so we've just, it's had 30 years of lore mm-hmm. for people to talk about. But Chris Jenkins won the national championship. I mean, that, that, I mean, how, how often does that happen? That you win a national championship on not only just a buzzer beater, but it was like a 35-footer from the right wing. Well, I guess to answer your question directly, 
I don't between remember where mid, I was for the Lightner shot. I remember where I was for... Oh, I remember exactly where I was well, for the Well, I wasn't Leitner born shot. yet, so... Uh, I remember exactly where I was for Chris Jenkins. I was sitting at the second floor at Western. Okay, but to answer your question, you said, how often does it happen? Well, it can only happen at most twice a year. Oh, the, the women's and the... Yeah, the, women's, the women get a shot in college basketball. Then... Then do you factor in the NIT? Not, I think not. I think we're going the NCAA tournament. That's not March Madness. Men's, women, and so then multiply that by the number of years. So that's that's the maximum it even can happen. But how how I mean, often does it happen? Well, I'll just take you through. In this wh- area, too, you got to mention Ty Rogers. Okay. College of Charleston. Researchers there have ranked the greatest shots using mathematics to measure each memorable moment's importance. Okay. At 10, Tremont Waters, LSU versus Maryland in 2019. Doesn't ring a bell. Doesn't, no. At number 9, Trey Burke, Michigan versus Kansas, 2013. I remember that one. Number 8, Jordan Poole, Michigan versus Houston in Mm -hmm. 2018. Yep. Number 7 is Paul Jesperson, Northern Iowa versus Texas in 2016. Yep. Uh, At number 6, Mamadi Mamadi, Uh, Diak. Kite. Uh, Diacate. Diacate. No, that's, uh, uh, yeah, no, that's uh, Virginia. Virginia versus Purdue three years ago. That was a crazy ago, play. Yeah, 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 yeah. At number six, Chris Chioza. 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 Florida yeah, versus Wisconsin Florida, yeah. in 2017. From 1982, at number four, Michael Jordan, North Carolina versus Georgetown. Who? Michael Jordan? The Michael Jordan. Never heard of at number three, Christian Leitner, Duke versus Kentucky from that. 1992. At number two, Jalen Suggs, Gonzaga versus UCLA oh, last year. Oh, forgot about that one, yeah. So just a year ago, they say is the second greatest shot, not most famous. Mm-hmm. They said greatest using math and the position on the floor, likelihood, the dynamics. And at number one, Chris Jenkins, Villanova versus North Carolina in 2016 yes. as the greatest shot in well, NCAA tournament you history. You mentioned number nine on that list, yeah. which was Michigan in 2013, correct? Mm, yes, Michigan, you know Kansas. The, the fun fact about Michigan in 2013? Um, no. They're one of the only schools to lose a national championship to no one. Because it... What? Because... In 2013, nobody won the national championship. Oh, they catered one. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Because oh, yeah. that, that Louisville, was the year. Louisville yeah. technically won it, but uh, well, yes, the record books people, they did not. People saw Louisville win it, but it evaporated. If I ask Siri, in, she's gonna say no. To the ether, we got to get to a break. We'll come back. I'll still say Leitner's more famous. Got to get to a break. You're on in the know. Did you know the name Hotmail was chosen because it contains in order HTML? Okay. So HTML is the language that websites are written in, hypertext markup language. And so HTML is just a common, in the old days, in fact, all your web pages had to be .html. And then along that time, too, your original mail readers all had to be POP3. You had to have Netscape uh, Communicator. You had to have then uh, Outlook Express came along, and you had to have these email programs. But then Microsoft sort of came along and said, well, we want a web-based email, and we want to make that a more robust thing. And so they were looking at the language of HTML and just said, Hotmail. And so it was born. But I'd never connected those dots before. Well, it's like Bing. You know what Bing stands for? Uh, bring it. Uh, because it's not Google. Because it's not Google. I don't know. If I, I think believe no. I think that's legitimately. Uh, I think that's legend. Uh, I'm not. I'm not saying it can't be so true. You're telling me if I Google it and it says that that's not true. I, I'm, I'm saying I'm, I'm open minded to it being fact, but I just think that somehow I, I just I'm not sure. Back, look at that good old type top of it because it's not Google. I don't know if I, I googled it. that entirely. Well, of course, Bing it and see what Bing says. Okay. that's That would be my thing. The Grammys were on last night, and I believe it was a slap-free zone. Uh, that does not mean that they didn't take take some slaps at the slap. But uh, music's biggest night was held last night in Las Vegas. And Silk Sonic, leave the door open, record of the year. 
uh, Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars. Album of the year went to John Batiste with We Are. John Batiste, of course, the band leader for Stephen Colbert, has had a big year. Uh, he had 11 nominations. Uh, some of it were from Disney's Soul, from the soundtrack there. And he performed last night, did a fine job. I didn't see it. I saw a clip of it. I didn't mm-hmm. see it. He's, I, he's good. I mean, he's talented Yeah, he's, he's They did a really nice feature on him on CBS Sunday morning yesterday that the day that he was getting, uh, the day that he was getting... All of those nominations, when they were nominations were announced, was the day that his wife started chemo for her second round, her second battle with leukemia. Mm. And so they talked about this weird dichotomy between having all these professional successes on the same day that they were embarking upon something so serious personally. And so it was a very compelling story, I found it to be. Song of the Year, Leave the Door Open, so Silk Sonic and the writers, uh, best uh, best New Artist went to Olivia Rodrigo, but she also won Best Pop Vocal Album for Sour. She won Best Pop Solo Performance for Driver's License. Best Pop Duo was Doja Cat and SZA, Kiss Me More. And then Best Tradi- Traditional Pop Vocal Album was Love for Sale, Tony Bennett, Lady Gaga. Also, Chris saw Chris Stapleton won last night. He won, uh, I think, Country Album of the Year for Starting Over. And he performed last night, did a fine job as well. The Grammys did pay tribute to the late drummer Taylor Hawkins after the Foo Fighters made history. After Foo Fighters made history. Uh, Also, Taylor Hawkins was memorialized in the memoriam piece, of course. But Billie Eilish was wearing a T-shirt that had Taylor Hawkins on the front of it. So, um, it was a big night. There in Las Vegas, it had been delayed since January the 31st and then moved, moved from L.A. to Las Vegas to be able to host it. I thought one of the very touching moments was the John Legend tribute to Ukraine to the point that he had a uh, harpist from Ukraine and then um, had another lady who sang vocals with him who she's Ukrainian, but her sister serving in Ukrainian army. And then another lady stepped up and read, uh, I think, some scripture. I think she did a portion of the Lord's Prayer, and she did it in Ukraine, in uh, uh, in that language. And she had just fled Ukraine weeks ago. And before that performance began, uh, Volodymyr Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, appeared on screen to appeal and plea for help from around the world. So I thought it was a very moving and touching portion of the award show last night. Questlove won a Grammy for his documentary on Summer of Soul, but I also saw from earlier in the week he had tweeted, can we just stop talking about it? He's finished with the Will Smith, Chris Rock thing. Uh, you know, Will Smith resigned from the Academy, which basically was just a preemptive strike. They were going to kick him out anyway. So he said, oh, I resigned. And But then he also went on to say, I'll suffer whatever consequences that are there. But I saw, you know, Questlove say, let's move on. Uh, let's stop talking about it. But then Saturday Night Live had to have... Had well, to, had to have those are moments they're made for. At it. Oh, I mean, yeah, they've been chomping at the bit. Uh, in the cold open... They did do a parody of Fox and Friends, where then they invited former President Trump on. They asked him about the slap, and he started calling Will Smith Hitch. I thought Hitch did a, Hitch did a great job, and etc. How'd the host do? Because I didn't know who. So he was. so Gerard mm-hmm. Garmichael, it's J E R R O D. I okay. would have said Jared, and I think I did say Jared on Friday. Uh, fabulous. I, I was reading some things on social media that he was really good. <laughs> I'd never seen him before. Uh, he's 34 years of age. He has a new HBO stand-up special. And he came out, and his monologue, you know, when stand-up comedians get a chance to do those monologues, they usually shine. That's what they're there for. But when he started, he said, it, first words out of his mouth, he's not welcome, not anything. He just said, I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> so he didn't even have to refer to it. He just said, I'm not going to talk about it. He said, uh, I want to be clear up top. I talked about it enough, kept talking about it, kept thinking about it. I don't want to talk about it, and you can't make me talk about it. Then he goes back and he says, on Monday, I was talking about it all day. 
you know. And so he takes us through the journey of the week. Then he says, on Thursday, I made a promise to myself I was never going to ever talk about it again. Then Lauren knocked on my dressing room door and said, you need to talk about it. The nation needs to heal. So then he used that in a way of saying, me, I'm going to help the nation heal. You know, he said, no one knows who I am. Mm-hmm. And so it was just, it was artfully done. He's funny. Um, the skits that he appeared in were funny. His timing is good. So well done. Well done to that young man. Gerard Carmichael is his name. He's 34. And so if you've been, if you've been with us consistently, you know, I've just kind of gone into this phase of, I have no idea who the hosts are going to be based upon name. I just mm-hmm. see them and go, oh, that's who that is. So I was pleasantly surprised. Um, it's worth it's worth going and watching. I did see where Netflix and Sony are halting Will Smith projects. So you've got two choices here. While Netflix and Sony are backing away, if you own Will Smith content, I've noticed the last week they're leaning in. Mm-hmm. I've seen more notices that... Hey, we've got King Richard over here if you want to watch it or watch Bel Air on Peacock. They've been deliberately, if they've already paid for the content, they're trying to lean in and go, we've got it. If you haven't yet paid for the content and it's not out there, I think people like Netflix and Sony are going, we need to let this die down a little bit mm-hmm. before we run this out there. So I can't imagine this being that much <laughs> of a career ender for him. Two schools of thought. No, I think he's probably okay. Uh, Jim Carrey said he's probably retiring. Okay. Again, I go back to it. There's, there's not a, there's not a single role that I'm going to go. Oh, I wish Jim Carrey had done this role. Boy, if he had just done, if he had just done this movie, his wants his, to make a Dumb and Dumber three. His career would be complete. I mean, just leave leave well enough alone, I guess, in that regard. And then I was saddened to hear Estelle Harris, who played. Uh, <laughs> Who played George Costanza's mom on Seinfeld has gone on in at age Mrs. Uh, Potato ninety three. She was also the voice of Mrs. Potato and Head. Then growing up in my era, she was Muriel the maid on the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody on the Disney Channel. Yeah, so yep, she was in the Pinocchio shop, Tarzan two, but uh, she was. I you know, saw the clip of her in the hospital bed with George. Yeah, uh, she's just what a great character. Those supporting. Characters around that show were phenomenal. And then I saw C.W. McCall, who you know, had a big hit with Convoy, also went in at age 93 as well. So, uh, gone but not forgotten. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh, I am for real. Never meant to make your daughter cry. I apologize a trillion times. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh, MB's point to ponder for today. Okay, who wins tonight? So, I had vowed so long as Duke lost and the Coach K Love Fest came to an end on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I didn't care who won. Mm-hmm. And I guess I really don't care, but I'm wondering, what I'm pondering this morning is, should I care? So, here's the, here, here's the dilemma. I'm not overly comfortable about handing North Carolina their seventh national championship when we're only at eight. Mm -hmm. So that's bringing them within one. And if the season they've had is an indicator, looks like maybe they got things going. Mm -hmm. So we could be battling them for their eighth to tie us next year or our ninth, et cetera. So what I like to keep a little space or – if we give it to Kansas, then Kansas is just adding an additional game on the distance they've established between them and us on all-time winning as program over the last three weeks. So I don't know which one of those to choose. Well, I'm just going to pick who I think is going to win the game. Kansas. Really? I I have a hard time picking against Carolina after what I saw them do on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I just think in a game that might be a toss-up, you go with a team that has the best player. And uh, I think Abaji for Kansas. And plus, someone in the building did pick Kansas to win and was ridiculed by some. Carolina Carolina played well even when Baycott went out, you know, when mm-hmm. he got injured there for a few minutes. And, and listen, it would not shock me if Carolina wins. It, it would not shock me. as Car- I heard the example, and I think it was really accurate, that 
Carolina is kind of like 2014 Kentucky. Yeah, all year it was like, man, they're just not figuring it out. And then they get hot at the right time and ride all the way into the national championship game and the magic runs out. Do you think putting an end to the Coach K love fest took a lot out of them? And that might be it one thing. It was the late I mean, game. You know, they... it's, it, that was an emotional win for them. I'm not sure Chapel Hill has stopped partying. Yeah. I, I don't know. And, I mean, listen, if, if North Carolina comes out and wins tonight by 10 points, I won't be surprised whatsoever. But uh, I think Kansas Kansas, and Bill Self are going. Here's the other thing I want to tell you. That, that win, Kentucky's win over North Carolina, was also a little bit of fool's gold because they weren't supposed to play. No. When those parts got moved around, remember, Kentucky's, Kentucky was supposed to play Ohio State, wasn't it, in the Champions UCLA, Classic out there, or UCLA? Something like and that. And they got COVIDed. Remember. Somebody got COVID canceled. And so they scrambled. Like, there were there are people that we know that were on an airplane headed for Las Vegas for that game and found out midway there the game had been seemingly first canceled. Well, we, we know a radio show that was driving to Las yep, Vegas. That, that's, that's true. It's been a week taking their trip there. And- so I just um, – I, I don't think – Given the chance for Carolina to prepare for Kentucky with the proper amount of preparation time, et cetera, but then the same can be said for Kentucky. Mm-hmm. You know, they had the same amount of time to prepare for Carolina. So I, I am just, um, I'm going to go with Carolina. I think I'd rather them have their seventh. There's something I don't. I'm not sure. I'm very conflicted. Uh, should I just go with Charles Barkley? Barkley says Kansas for sure. He matter of fact, Charles. Guaranteed it. Well, then that might might uh, might change the change the good old pick. <laughs> you go in a different direction then. Yeah, might Tor- have to. Torrible, torrible. He's funny though. I think he he's really good. Funny. He he's one of those. Is he? I think he kind of plays. In a way, he kind of plays the Ryan Lemon role that you hear on Kentucky Sports Radio, where he's kind of like, in a way, like the village mm-hmm. idiot, but yet yeah. he's actually really intelligent. They've always got him wearing the dunce cap, uh-huh. but that's an act. Yeah. Uh-huh. Today's highlight now. Shaq arguing about the gas fill-up with Kenny Smith. Hilarious. Shaq is not wearing the dunce cap. I think Shaq really believed his argument until he realized how preposterous it was. and then, But he was so committed to his point, he wouldn't give well, it up. And I love Shaq on that show. Anytime Charles Barkley says anything, he just says, How many rings you got, Chuck? How many rings you got? Yeah. Today's highlight in history, this day, 1968, Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated. In 1841, President William Henry Harrison succumbed to pneumonia a month after his inauguration. That was in 1841. The U.S. Senate voted 82 to 6 in favor of declaring war against Germany, this day, 1917. The Twin Towers of New York's World Trade Center were officially dedicated this day, 1973. This date, 1974, Hank Aaron tied Babe Ruth's home run record by hitting his 70, 714th round tripper. Sam, do you know where he tied Babe Ruth's record? Cincinnati. He did. You want to know the interesting fact on that? Of course. I Marty, thought that was that the was, interesting fact. That was Marty Brenneman's first game. Was it on opening day in 74? Yeah, it was Marty. So Marty Brenneman came into the league calling one of the biggest moments. I mean. Interesting. Tied it up. Uh, 1983, the Space Shuttle Challenger roared into orbit on its maiden voyage. Of course, uh, lost Challenger three years later. Clive Davis is 90 today. Craig T. Nelson is 78. Christine Lottie is 72. Robert Downey Jr. is 57. David Blaine is 49. Jamie Lynn Spears is 31. Gone but not forgotten, Arthur Murray in 1895. Muddy Waters in 1915. Are you a big Muddy Waters fan? Sure. Maya Angelou, born in 1928. Bart Giamatti, born in 1938. Yeah, I don't know about Bart Giamatti. We can probably forget about him. I like his son, Paul. Does that count? Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe he wasn't a great baseball commissioner, but yeah, he was... pretty uh, sure. One part Giamatti, the one who banned Pete Rose. Mm-hmm. It sure was. Well, I thought. Chart Toppers, this date, 1961. Jorgen Ingeman and Apache. It's a good... I mean, not necessarily that version, but that's a good pep band song. Uh, you know, you hear that melody Jump everywhere. on it it's is in, what it's known as. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, Sugar Hill Gang did it, uh-huh. and then it's in bomb, Guardian bomb, commercials bomb, or Jardian or whatever. Bomb, bomb. 1970, the Beatles, number one with Let It Be. Good song. Words of wisdom, Let It Be. You could just play that for the rest of the show. And I could. Well, the rest of the show is almost gone. 
The Doobie Brothers, What a Fool Believes, number one in 79. Brothers are one of those bands that I never think of that I like, but when you hear them, uh-huh. China Grove is a great song. Listen to the music. Overlooked. Yeah, Blackwater is good. Billy yeah. Ocean, Get Out of My Dreams, number Dennis's one. Intro song. 88. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got some good chart toppers. Here. Let's go to um, so 1997. Jewel, You Were Meant For Me was number one. Then in 06, Natasha Bedingfield number one with Unwritten. And seven years ago today already, Ed Sheeran was number one with Thinking Out Loud. So there are your chart toppers for today. MB's Pearl of Wisdom says this. Despite what the forecast may tell you, live like it's spring. Despite what the forecast may tell you, live like it's spring. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know. I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.